Listen. Write what I'm saying down. Your victory is God's bragging right. That is why God wants you to win. Your victory is God's bragging right. Don't think you are praying so much because God is trying to withhold victory from you and you have to try to get the victory. God already wants to make you victorious. There are certain things, let me tell you, most of you, let me tell you what you have just done. If it was Bible days, it would have been recorded. Let me explain. When you were sharing a testimony here, do you know what you did, just did? You just proved God to be true that if you serve him, it yields results. You just proved. It's a powerful message people have preached here. It is so powerful. I said I was crying in the car outside. Because years have come and gone and God's word has been true. So you will see something here. Verse 9. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David. He said, when they defied the Philistines that were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. Now, Eliezer's ranking, you will see something there. One, you will see that the men of Israel, everybody ran away. You see, the men of Israel, did they mention their names? I said, kingdom citizenship will cost you nothing. Kingdom ranking will cost you something. They didn't mention their names. Their names was men of Israel. Refused to be general. When they call, oh, and their people. No. And their people. There's some people, that's, that's their life. And their people. Were there. And so many, and multitude. Ah, I will never be called multitude. I will never be called multitude. And their multitude. But this guy took himself out of being called multitude by separating himself to do something that was very dangerous and risky. Now, he says, and after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines that were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He says, he arose. Oh God, he arose. That means he could have decided to join the men to run away. Oh God, oh God, how God wish he had people like this who come out of their generation, a generation that is rebellious to God. Let me tell you something. The, the, where we, the generation which we live now, the rebellion against God. Everybody wants to do his own thing. And because they want to do their own thing, let me tell you why some people think Bible uh, is wrong, is not, uh, you know, it's not a correct book, it's not from God, there's no God. Let me tell you where it's coming from. It's coming from their willingness, okay, to live for themselves, alright? They want to live for themselves and they want to do what they want and because the Bible says what you want is not good, they have to cancel the Bible. Because I have not seen the Bible that they said that stealing is good. 
So what makes you say that the Bible is not, Bible was brought by white to control people? As I've kept holding the Bible, it has not controlled me one day. I'm the one who had not controlling it. So they now cancel the Bible. Now, we say that no, the Bible is from God. That means they have to cancel God. But the evidence of God, it will only take a stupid man to say there's no God. The evidence that there's God. And I said, if you're an atheist, maybe in the US, maybe fine. In the UK, fine. If you're an atheist in Africa, you are a lazy atheist. Because there are too many shrines for you to go and check. Do you understand? Just sit in your house and say there's no. No, go, go to a shrine. I said, do something. Kick the gods. Something. Something. Do. You are lazy atheist. True atheists should be searching in. You say there's God. Okay. They say there's spiritual. So now, do you know some people have now become agnostics? There's God, but they are not sure which God it is. So, because they want to live for themselves, they cancel the Bible. We say, no, Bible is from God. Then there's no God. So that they can be a God unto themselves. So, Eliezer became distinct and became a mighty man and was called out and was segregated with ranking because when he looked among his generation, listen, don't always try to go with the flow. Sometimes the flow is wrong. Oh, everybody is doing it. You know what it is about to do to you? It's about to rob you of greatness. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is doing it. It's about to rob you of greatness. Today, as Bernard was sitting over here, I've shared his testimony sometimes in church. Today, we told Pastor, we just got a contract. He has a company. How many people have you employed? Four people. They are your mates. They are older than you. He has employed four people who are older than him. You think God is a fool? You cannot serve God and come back empty-handed. If it was with a good heart. All the people he has employed are older than him. He has employed, you pay salary. Today will come and tell me, oh, we got um, a contract from Canadian, this thing, Canadian, this one. But when he was taking car to go and be preaching the gospel. Your life is for the glory of God. Remember, this is a prophetic night. Everything I'm saying is coming out with the power of God to be able to make it come to pass. This lockdown, some churches have closed down. We have now entered another realm. The only reason why I want to open church truly is just to see from people's faces. And I miss preaching three services. Three services. You preach one. You preach two. It's, it's nice to be used by God. It's nice. Very sweet. Fire. So it says, he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand became weary. That means he arose and fought until his hand became tired. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand became tired. Then you see something there. And his hand clave unto the sword. At the time he became tired, God now took over. So this one, his own is more than a skilled achiever. This one is a determined achiever. Listen, maybe you don't have any gifts. Have the gift of determination. 
Let me tell you something. I grew up with some inferiority. I grew up with some inferiority complex. People don't know actually I'm a very shy person. You will never know. When I say you are, you are shocked, I'm actually a very shy person. People don't know. And I don't think I've even said it anywhere. Maybe just one or two people. The way my heart will beat before I do something. The, the thing that you are seeing me walking like that to do, my heart. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. But you see, with all that inferiority, I just knew that I don't have much. You see, but God is enough. So I cling to God more. I have no confidence in any gift. Some of you are here today and prophesying, saying mysteries on IG, Instagram. I don't know you from anywhere. You are from Swakopmon, something, Namibia, somewhere. I don't know you from anywhere. Sometimes when you prophesy to Ghana, it will be as though, you know, they got, no, okay, somebody just came. IG live, everybody can join. Someone say, I'm from Namibia. I say, okay, I saw a Swakopmon. Even me, when, when the Lord showed me, I said, go out with pronouns. He said, Swakopmon. Today, you are seen as a gift. I started without any gift. When I got born, there was no gift. No gift. In fact, I've told the story before. How Ego Lee made me know or made me feel as if God does not like me. Because every time we go and pray, Ego Lee is prophesying. And he prophesied. I said, this is how I came to Christ. He prophesied that God said he should go to Christ. I said, okay, me, I didn't hear anything. So let me take the one he has said. It's still God saying. That's how I ended up Christ. Today, he's not in Christ. I'm in Christ. After two years after I came to, when he came, I became a member. But those times, Egolin is, is prophesying, he's teaching us Bible, he's doing many things. And sometimes I wonder, God, how are you talking to this person you don't talk to me to? Every time he's saying this me, nothing. One day I said, I've told this, I said, one day I said, I'm going to pray. Listen now. I said, I'm going to pray till I see Jesus. That's what I said. I'm going to pray till I see Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen. One I was so disturbed, distressed, discontented. No, because I felt like Jesus, didn't you see the effort I'm putting into seeing you? And I, I met a goal. He said, when we pray, didn't you see anything like a light? I said, I'm not looking for light. I want Jesus. And I closed my eyes. My eyes are closed. All I see is darkness. No vision, nothing. But he says, Egoli said, when I close my eyes, I see angels. I said, hey God, how are some people so special to you? What about me, God? What? Why? You know what? As I'm talking to you now, I said, Egoli calls me to pray for him. All right? Let me tell you what happened. As I kept stable, I now came to the conclusion. I said, okay, Jesus, I don't see you again. You don't want to come. I don't see you again. Now, eh, you don't like me. I like you. I said, Jesus, you don't like me. Me, I like you. So that's how I started going to church every day. I don't have to see you. The preaching is enough. I started learning things on the anointing. I started reading books of the Bible. I could sit down with the book of Genesis, finish it in one day. I now started enjoying it. I started enjoying serving God. Now I was no more in a Jesus. 
You don't even have to tell me. And so those times, things used to happen in a way. I would go to a prophetic meeting. They would prophesy to everybody and leave me. I said, God, is it that you have not seen me? Like, what? What about me, Lord? So at the point in time, the devil whispered to me, God does not like you. you know? Then he reminded me of what Egoli said. God said, Egoli told me, said, you know, some people are not really special to God. And that those people are not really anything. But he said, for him, his ministry is so sacred. And the Lord really needs him. But for me, you know, anything I do for the Lord, the Lord will take it. So now I decided to become Eliezer. Determined. No gift, no problem, God. No gift. I said, Lord, no problem. Today, I'm talking like this. It looks like I know how to talk. Those times, I just walk into a place and start talking. I said, my first message I preached that led people to Christ, the revelation is not intact. Up to now, when I remember the revelation I preached that day, I know that this revelation, God just had mercy on me because I mentioned Jesus. I opened Genesis chapter 6. The Bible says, and it repented God that he had made man. That was my message. And I preached in dormitory to dormitory. And repented God that he had made man. And the title of the message is, Why Break God's Heart? <laughs> so by the time I'm coming to you, I say, Why are we always breaking the heart of God? That's the message. That's the message. Why are you breaking the heart of God? That was my message. I didn't have any revelation. I didn't know anything. All I knew was God said, doesn't like me, I like him. Then I started morning devotion in SS. That's when I got my final years of, of um, school. That's when I gave my life to Christ. My final years. In fact, my, the final two months. Now, I started morning devotion in every dormitory. I will go there. Preach this my message. That is not good. Preach it like that. Then, you know what's happening? Form ones and twos started receiving the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Those times it was a big deal. Now, suddenly that will go out, feel some of the Holy Ghost. Hey, those times we saw it as something for the prophets and the apostles to do. But here's a form one said, because my mates will not listen to me. Because when I say I'm born again, oh, we are giving you two weeks, you come back. Oh, we are giving you three weeks, you come back. Oh, you get born again. After school party, we go see you for the because they had that reputation of me. But guess what? I never went back. The formers and twos were listening to me. They started speaking in tongues. Determined. Determined. Eliezer was the determined achiever. Determined. Listen, sometimes you might start serving the Lord and it doesn't look like anything is showing for it. You have to have a resolution. That God, bless me or not, I'm here with you. But I don't serve God for anything, honestly speaking. So, like for example, today they are calling sacrifices. It's because of some of you. Because those times they are not sacrifices. It's for the love of Jesus. Pure. Honest. So maybe I might be telling you today that when you sacrifice for the Lord, something were you expecting your life to be what you are looking at today, Andy? Like, I mean, it's not like that was your, your goal. Your goal was love Jesus, serve Jesus. When we go for meetings, that is what we will cry about Jesus. We will, uh, we will say, we'll do the work of God. You know, that is those are our drives. We are not even thinking that a day will come that we will need to parent. Are you getting it? That we don't even think that a day will come that we need to parent. A day will come that we are probably, you know, going to have to start a family. You know, we didn't think about those things. We are just living our life for Jesus. 
loving Jesus. Determined. Am I talking to somebody here? Determined. The determinative Eliezer. Determined. Determined. This thing, they say it cannot be done. Sit down. All right. I, I told you before, I said, everything I call a grace in my life today, my first attempt at it, I failed. <laughs> there was a guy who came to me and said, oh, sir, for me, my first attempt at everything I succeeded, I said, okay, give me $10,000. <laughs> my first giving, the amount I wrote, I didn't give it. But you know what? God has put a certain thing inside me. It's like a, a, a certain machine. When I'm not able to do anything, I don't cry. We'll do it again. Ah. If I'm not able to do something, I will, I'll come back again. They said, all right, all cell leaders, I'm going to have, I'm supposed to have an outreach of 50 people. If I have 21, I will do it again until I get that 50. Determined achiever. He said, until he got tired. You know, there's a place, there's a place in ministry where you can get tired. I will never tell you that there's no place in ministry. There's a place in ministry that you can get tired. Jesus said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup on me. God nearly gave up on the will of God. He said, ah, Father, if it's possible. Good. So he got to a place. Obviously, the spirit was heavy. In the midst of, the spirit was heavy means there was depression. But the depression of Jesus was like a spiritual kind of depression. Because the, the, his demise was put together as a spiritual commodity laid on his spirit. So, he was heavy with his death. Heavy with his death. So, Jesus nearly gave up. Hey, but quickly, those who are full of the Holy Ghost, quickly, when you find out, then you now t- oh, David said, the day David came back from a war, and they are taking all of Israel, the women and the children, because the men went to the war. The men, Bible said, the men spoke of stoning David. Say, you have taken us to fight, and they have taken us. We will stone you. Bible says, immediately, David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what David, Jesus did. He said, Father, if it's possible, let us go. Nevertheless, not thy will, but thy, not my will, but thy will be done. Immediately, he began to encourage himself. So there are places ministry like that. What you feel like, the thing I'm trying to do, it's not doing. The thing I'm forcing to do, is not doing. But nevertheless, we are not stopping. Tell me that you are seeing over here today. When we began, the four musketeers. Everybody will be bringing testimonies. Tell me will never bring testimony. Everybody will say, I was able to do this, sir. I was able to do this, sir. Tell me will never bring a testimony. So, and I didn't want to make Thelma feel bad. But indirectly, you feel bad because everybody, you understand, it's like you are four people. Everybody is say, say, when I went to the school, we were able to take over this place. We talk about, but only Thelma is not taking over anything. Every time, last, 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 in terms of the results. One day, because I used to talk about grace, grace, grace. One day, when I shared those things, Thelma began to cry. But this particular cry, the Lord told me, leave it. Because I noticed that this cry is not a carnal cry. She was tired of that thing. Then she cried. She cried and cried. And you went to where to go and pray? You went to GCB car park after service. Because she has said, all my mates are doing it. What is wrong with me? Determined achiever. That is Eliezer. She went to the park. She went to pray. Then she called me. She said, sir, 
that grace you are talking about, I also have it. Ah, when she spoke, I felt it in my bones. The next week, Delma came with a, a result that I had. I was shocked from that day. If you ever see the fake link we had at conference center in 2015, that was packed out. She organized it. Satya are mighty people. Oh. I dare say there are certain prophets in Ghana who, if they can do some of these guys are doing, they will have 30 ushers on the left and 30 on the right. You know, one of the things is that working with me, humility is a cause. It's part of what we are doing. Like, as we are doing it, we are breaking you to be more humble. You, be, like, you are doing mighty things. Oh. When you go outside, you are a king. But when you come in, we all submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you will not last in ministry without humility. It doesn't matter your gift. Because it's God who had to preach to me not to be going out to buy what in the life. It's God who had to tell me. But I mean, I didn't know the difference between Pastor Enoch. When somebody say, Pastor Enoch has, I just saw Pastor Enoch. Is the way people see me like that? Yeah, I didn't think it's any. I'm going to buy my watch. It's like a, Life is still going on. <laughs> so one day, I was, I was going to buy the watch. As I stood in the line, say, say, oh, somebody cannot eat his watch in peace. And God had told me that you now have to know how you, you arrange yourself. Okay? Because before me, I can come out of the house and wear slippers. I can't stand in front. Okay, I was like, you got my house. I know what I was I can't walk out. I'll be standing there. I'll be standing there. We'll be talking. And let me tell you, when they come and see me like that, that can be another service. Oh. They'll see me in front of my gate. It's two hours. As I'm, it's another service. As I'm talking, we'll talk about Jesus. We'll go to Abraham and come to Isaac. We'll talk about the kingdom of God. We'll come to the kingdom of the devil. We'll come everywhere. When we finish, we'll now go and have all night. Can you attend Monday all night? When you finish, you go to work. I used to have a thing called prayer factory. People will gather on Monday night and I will pray and I will prophesy. Praying and prophesying. They told you, say, all the things we said those days have come to pass. Are you prophesying today? You see? Are you prophesying today? Are you prophesying to your future today? Because you will go and meet. Because the thing is about the devil is that if you don't plant anything in the field, you will not say, if you are not planting, I'm not planting. You say, you are not planting, so I can plant it for you. You are not planting your life. I will help you. The devil is very hardworking. You say, oh, you won't do. I will help you. And see that you are entering into life and full of trouble and things you didn't plan for. Eliezer, the determined achiever. Look, he said his hand became weary. Then he said his hand, oh God, his hand clay to the sword. Because he got to a place. His hand became tired. But then a supernatural thing happened. Which shows when he arose, God did not appear. When he arose, God did not appear. When he started a fight, God did not appear. When he got tired, God appeared. God was proving to him that that arising you arose, I was already with you. It was my plan. Do you understand? You know, sometimes you are serving, as a cell leader, you are going around, you are serving, it's as though you are, you are on your own. You are not on your own. You are not on your own. You were sent by the Lord. 
what you are doing, you were asked to do by the Lord. Just that you have not seen Jesus appearing to you to, when an angel say, my daughter, my daughter, be a cell leader. No. And I told you yesterday, I said, faith is the currency for equity. Do you understand? Sometimes God has to not show up so that what you are doing will reckon as faith. Because Jesus said, blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. I know a great man of God in this country with many churches in this country. He said, has never seen Jesus. Meanwhile, there are some people, they say, oh, I've seen Jesus 13 times. And when you see their trousers, you know that Jesus didn't appear to them. It doesn't matter how many times you see Jesus. Doesn't me, I told God, I said, okay, God, you don't like me. Me, I like you. Stayed with the Lord. In the midst of that, there were mistakes. I stayed. In the midst of that, while I was staying with the Lord, Pastor Chris said something many years ago, write it down. God respected a determined person. God respected a determined person. He said, he has hand claim onto the sword. He said, hold on, this part always baffles my mind. He says, and the Lord wrought a great victory not an Eliezer wrought a great victory. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. Which means, the fight Eliezer, Eliezer thought he was doing his work, but it was actually the Lord. It was actually the Lord. It was actually the Lord. You thought you were just having an ordinary cell outreach. It was actually the Lord. And the Lord wrought a great victory. His hand claimed to the sword. That God will have people like this in this generation. That they will be, they'll be doing, worrying for God. Then they will get tired. Then they will say, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. You see a Christian today. He says that. I don't raise people. You see a Christian today. Then he says, I'm giving, giving, giving. So I'm not seeing anything. What do you want to see? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? That's how I raise people. I raise people to love God for nothing. Love God seeking nothing in return. That's how I raise them. I said most of the things they are seeing in their life today. If Brother Frank, all the people are sitting here, if they start telling you where they talk, where they speak, you'll be shocked. As you see Brother Frank there like that. Almost every major, I don't talk, we are online, so I don't Every major, this one, he has dealt with them before. Some of the big names you are here in this country, when they see Frank, I'm in shock. You're working with Frank and they see Frank, Big names, so big people in this country say, for, ah, boss, ah, boss. So if boss, I'm the boss of the boss. That means I'm a boss, okay, now. Don't leave me, don't leave me. I see. But this was the guys who said, I've sent them to Jamestown when they were young. Serve the Lord thy God in the days of your youth. Keep doing it. You know, today I'm speaking to you and you are probably inspired. I'll never stop. But the wind might come. In fact, the wind will come. There will be a day you will feel like stopping. So sow this word in your heart so that that day you remember that, Lord, I signed this agreement with you and there's no turning back. Eliezer. Where are the Eliezer's? Where are the Eliezer's who probably might get tired? 
Something might happen. Something might happen. You know things that have happened in my life. I almost stopped ministry. Many times. Many times. Things will happen to me. It's one thing for the devil to be attacking you. It's another thing for people in the house of God to now be attacking you. They are different. When the devil is attacking you, people from outside are attacking you, you know that this one, they don't know. But when people in the house of God, some are your leaders, are attacking you. Where am I going? Where am I going to? Where am I, you wondering, where am I going to? There are some people who use that as an occasion. Occasion say, I'm leaving church. I'm not serious. I'm not serious. There are some things I can't say online. Maybe I will, when we are maybe I'm meeting with five, six people, I can say, there are things that have happened that you almost felt like you're giving up. But guess what? Imagine I gave up. What would have happened to everything that's happening now? What have happened to all the wonderful people that God has brought my way today? Imagine I gave up. What happened to the people who were supposed to die who did not die? I would have been healed. Imagine I gave up. His hand clay to the soul. There are times that, you know, in growing up, you know, you, you go and do, you know, a bad thing. And you are still supposed to serve God. You got to tell yourself, God, I'm too bad. Don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me. I'm too bad. Don't call me. Then that night is when God will now come and say, so, you know, sometimes, it's God is amazing. Eh? The day you misbehave, you expect that when he appears, you say, hey, you, you are bad. Hey, come out. You will be shocked that the day you misbehave, that is the day he comes. And he's talking about something else. Ah, God, don't you know that I've done this thing? Let me tell you a story. So, one of the, one of my exes, that when I got born again, I had to break up with them. They were quite a number. <laughs> word, word, word. So, you know, I had to, sambala, you know, I had to break up with all of them. So, I had to, do it tactically. There was this particular one. Her mom had died around that same time. So you have to be very smart. Because it's like first heartbreak, second heartbreak. That's heart distraction. <laughs> so as I was, you know, trying to, you know, console her. At the same time, I was trying to find a way to, you know. So I, the man of God, the newly born again man of God was in the same room with the lady as I was trying to console her and the, the man of God and the lady. And the man of God and the lady were just, I was preaching the gospel. Then before I realized, the man of God has fallen from, from the Christianity. So he has fallen from the gospel. Now when the man of God now fell from the gospel, he, and I walk outside the house, the lady said, hey, son born again. Oh, I came to preach. I've been preached to. I came to win souls. My soul has been won. Now, I walk out of the place. As I was going home, I said, God cannot use me. I cannot. I cannot. I just said, no, 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 it's not me. I'm trying to live holy. Let me tell you the problem with holiness preaching today. We focus on what we are being separated from. We are, we are not supposed to be so focused on what we are being separated onto. 
and leave this and leave that. Rather, we are not showing the people when you are leaving here, you are supposed to be entering here. So, as I was, you know, going home like this, I said, now I, I started speaking tongues fresh. So I said, this thing, God will definitely take his tongues away. This thing I've done, the tongues, it will go. I said, so I didn't even bother to speak in tongues at that time because tongues were so precious to me at that time. So I didn't bother to even speak in tongues. I said, no, God, God doesn't like me. I got home and a guy met me on the way. way. And he said, God, I should tell you something. I said, oh God. You have showed this guy what I've gone to do. So the guy was saying that. When I saw you, I saw a crown upon your head. Mm. You don't see anything. I saw a crown upon your head. I saw this. I saw that. And God says he's going to use you. And God says you're going to do this. And God says you're going to heal people. I said, mm. So I went to my room. And I said, okay, let me try if my tongues are still there. It's coming. It's coming, God. I love you. Thank you for giving my tongues back. I got thank you for giving my tongues back. Like you would a hundred billion times. When Mexico mountain build is by You're the one who never leaves the one behind. And he has a plan for you. Eliezer, listen to me. Yesterday was Adino. Eliezer, listen to me. No matter what happens, stay with serving God. Stay with loving Jesus. We live in a generation where there's no love for God. One time, I saw a certain lady post that that one hour they've given churches now it will help. The churches that keep long, they keep long too much. I thought, has it come to this? Are you a Christian? Are you born again? Has it come to this? David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. That's, that's David. The David we are talking about, these are some of the things he said. These are some of the things he did. He said that I would better be in God's house. So I like what the Lord has done in our church. People close first service and they wait for second service and wait for third service. Nobody wants to go home. It's real. In many places, people go and they are in a hurry to go out. But People come for first service and they'll be like, Pastor's going to say something else, second service. So we have to wait for second service. Until I had to now make it strict that you have to attend your, your, service, your church. Even now, people go and look for podcasts of the other. Listen, we are going to do it more. And we'll get more young people to do it too. We'll get more young people to love Jesus. You can insult us, we don't care. We, we started before now. It's not today. Are you listening? Listen. Song ministers, let me tell you something. Sing songs that will drive people to Jesus. Don't sing songs that will make you popular. Sing songs. This is what I made the yastic of my ministry. And that is what has been. That when anybody hears me, they should love Jesus. And sometimes even I'm talking about money. People end up loving Jesus. 
Andy and the rest will tell you those days as a fellowship leader, we'll pray, pray, pray. What are we looking for? We are not even getting any profit. It's like sometimes I think about it, I'm like, God, what did you do to me? Such pure passion. If you saw us those times, let me tell you, some dicknesses in church eh, were advising their children not to follow us. Do you understand? Do you understand what that means? A dickness in church will tell the child, don't go, don't go to those people every day. They are going so many this and that. And they were pushing their children into, you know, Canada University, this one, then we we are this one. I just finished Some of them today they cannot tame their children. They, their children become drug addicts. Don't play with God. When God loves you, one of the things you realize is anytime you realize that something else is getting your heart, he clears the thing away. So don't, don't be worried why that relationship is collapsing. It's God's special interest. Media, God have done it to me. So I'm even t- I said, okay, do you want this one too? Okay, call it today. Um, when God says that, God sees that I love something. Like maybe someone comes to give me maybe a car. And I realize that I'm so attached to the car every time. Where's the key? Where's the key? God will say, um, can you give me that car? Those kind of things you breathe twice before you give it. Mm. Mm. There are some days I say it's not God, it's not God, it's not God. Then I went lie down and God say, Um, I said the car, and from that day, that car will torment you when you pass by the car. They go, Hi, I'm to be given. <laughs> there was a day, there was a day, someone gave me the latest iPhone, that's iPhone 11. Right, Pro Max, the 11 Pro Max. That, that was the latest, latest. There's no latest after that until a new one comes. So someone gave it to me. The moment I said, "Wow," God said, "Okay, give it to Nana." The moment I said, "Wow," just wow. <laughs> the moment, and Nana was in my house that day. The moment I said, when I really I received, I said, "Wow," God said, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." The only one who wants to be here in this house is while you are looking to scriptures and see what he said. That's the only one God wants to hear in that house. So from that day, I'm very careful. If someone gives me something, okay, all right. <laughs> the moment I say, Wow, they will come to me in the evening. Um, sir, please. You said wow. May God love you like that. So much so that he doesn't want anything to come between you and him. What a prophetic night. God is doing surgery on some people. You see, we've talked about Eliezer. He says, and the Lord wrought a great victory. That's why I said God has special interest in your doing well. He wants it to be 
recorded in his name. Fellowship leaders, you come back with amazing results. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will come back. Pastor assistance, you come back with amazing results. In the mighty name of Jesus. From glory to glory. That will be your story. Amazing results. Because as you are doing it and you feel like you are tired, he says, and his hand cleaved to the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory. That day, Eliezer's hand was not his hand. The day you will preach the gospel, your tongue will not be your tongue. So, people have been telling me, say, when you are preaching, it's as though they have divided our heart and they are putting the thing you are saying inside. So, people have been telling me, let me tell you what happened. 2017, I had an encounter with the Lord. I had an encounter. He told me that He has put fire in my mouth. Right? When He said it, literally, I had to open my mouth like this. I'm not joking. No. It was a spiritual encounter, but it came into the physical. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I've been mean, because literally it was as though my mouth was burning. You wake up in the morning, your mouth is burning. Say God, the offer. You say fire. Yes, I understand. When they, when I'm preaching, they bring the fire. What, what's all this? It was so hot. God invest. Listen. God he invests himself. We'll come to that. I'm going to give you the word that the Lord has given me. God invests himself into those who love him. He doesn't give them things. He invests himself into them. You didn't hear me. When you are a give and take Christianity, you do something for God, you want something back. God will say, okay, you give 100 casino. You give 100 city, I give you 1,000. Then we do casino with you. We do casino with you. But when you now get to that place where your giving is no longer a giving of faith, but it's a giving of love, say, God, collect it. I'm not expecting anything back. When you are doing that, God now, all right, says, okay, I'm not giving you anything back. I'm investing myself for you. So I am your reward. That's why I told Abraham, he said, I'm your exceeding great reward. God invests himself into those who love him. Talk about the third guy. Then I'll show you a video. And I'll give you the word the Lord brought me. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, where was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. Hold on. Why is it that every time there's trouble, the people run away? That looks like the Christians today. You know what God said to me? I was praying, God said to me, he said, the darkness you are seeing in the world today. You see, we are thinking that, oh, the world is going bad. The world is going bad. God said to me, he said, no. He said, the darkness you are seeing in the world today is actually your opportunity. He didn't catch it. Some people, those who catch this thing today, their life will change. The darkness we are seeing in the world today is our opportunity. Imagine everybody was preached to. Who preached to? So how will we get crowned in heaven? The darkness we are seeing in the world today is our opportunity because touch light will not be relevant in the sun. So instead of us to see to see what is going around in the world right now that is darkness, darkness, no, it's our opportunity to shine the light of Jesus Christ. Have you noticed that sometimes when some people are in very big troubles in their life, that's when you can preach to them. 
So the darkness we see in, our, in the world today is actually our opportunity. Listen, let me talk to the Eliezer's. We've talked to Adino yesterday. Eliezer's, let me tell you something. We have pneumatic nights coming up. Every member, this one is not about selling that. Every member should endeavor. You should want to create your own prayer party. Where you invite, this one is not about a selling that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for God. A determined person. Where, when we begin the prayer, you will start praying with the people. If your cell leader comes and says, Okay, you should do it. Don't say, I cannot do it. We don't talk like that. Look at the testimonies people are sharing over here. When you, ex- when you give an excuse, you have explained your glory away. When you give an excuse, you have explained your glory away. Listen, from choir to everybody, create a, a, a prayer party. Everybody, when it's time to pray, nobody sings here. So you just go and pray with your prayer party. This this pneumatic night is not a national youth all night. It's actually an international youth all night. Listen, look for everybody. Last pneumatic night, we had thousands of young people join. It's not, this one is not like the people were coming in. Uh, we didn't number, so we just said there were many. No, this one you can see the figures one by one. Thousands, which we had never done. I mean, if we were supposed to meet together, thousands of them. So you could you can see God's desperation in doing things. Are you seeing it? That day Eliezer was fighting, he didn't know that it was God's war. Did you hear that? That day, when those people came against David in the Philistines, that day that war was God's war. So when Eliezer stood up, God said, Hey, I found somebody who can do what I'm looking for. Because God wanted to fight that fight. But he needed somebody. So it was God's war. So when Eliezer stood up, God said, God stood with him. When Eliezer stood up, God stood with him. That's how men become mighty. That's how men become mighty. The same with David. When David was speaking against Goliath, God didn't say anything. That David was talking to Goliath, God didn't say anything. When David lifted up the stone, God didn't say anything. When David threw the stone, God joined the stone. Do something, do something, oh, do something, do something, do something for God. One of the reasons why the model with which we run our church, no corona, nothing can bring down the church because we we built a church not without, not not with cemented blocks. We didn't. We built the church with men. Yes, and that is how Jesus Christ said He will build it. We built it with men. So the human beings are the building blocks of the church. So we can change venue any day and church will still hold. How many times have we changed venue? So we change venue Saturday night and Sunday. We say, everybody, you only hear one or two people say, I went to the other venue. Everybody will say, We built the church with men. So there's nothing that can separate it, there's nothing that can destroy it because it was built on God's party, founded on the solid rock of the word of God. When I started the church, I told them something. I said, I will start this church one full month preaching without musical instruments. Why? Because when you lay the foundation on the word of God, it will last. So Sunday services, I don't prophesy. Teaching. Wednesday teaching. Sunday teaching. Wednesday teaching. Once in a while, then I'll come and... Because if I build a church on prophetic, people will flock in to come and hear, come and see performance. When they finish, then they will go back. They will come again next time, hoping that their name will be called. 
Eliezer do something. The next one. And after him was Shama, Rankino, Adino, then Eliezer. The one is a skilled achiever. This one is a determined achiever. The third one, and after him was Shama, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines were gathered together into the troop. Where was a piece of ground full of lentils? Lentils is like um, fruits. Lentils like wheat. And the people fled from the Philistines. That means the, 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 the ground full of lentils was what the soldiers of David were eating or the people were eating. So it says like a military camp and this is what they eat. So if that ground is not preserved, the people will go hungry. Do you understand? So it says, but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory again. The guy was just taking care of a ground full of lentils. Meanwhile, it was God taking care of it. This is a loyal achiever. What they gave him to do, he said, I must stick with it. So I'm a choirista. When I come to church, I don't go and sit at the back. The ground they gave you. See, some things are small. They look small, but it, it leads God to selections. What I do is I'm, a, I'm an usher. I'm not doing a stupid work. Frank was telling you, I have led them to clean toilets. Me, yeah, I don't have shame. Jesus was shame for me. I don't have any shame. Ah. I said, persecutions are your badge of honor. If you have not been persecuted for the gospel, you are now starting. And like he has stories. Other people have stories. Who prosper. Their stories. There were two. There were two guys. I told you one day we had to do something as a fellowship, and and it was not happening. I had said everything. It was not happening. Then two people, David Odamity and Frank Lina. These two people came to me. They said, "Say, we will do it." One went to take a loan from the mother. The other said, "I'm going over here to go and do it." It was concerning the preaching of the gospel. We had to go and buy the books and sell it and bring back her money to her. She did it. My mother agreed. We went into the agreement. We did it. We brought her money back to her. They put their life. Many of these boys you are seeing, they put their life at stake. David Odamite is now a pastor in Cote d'Ivoire. Franklin just came back from, from Russia. You don't serve God. Be there. Be there. I want to see her. Shama. He said the Lord wrought a great victory that day. This amazing guy. They gave him what to do. Loyalty. He stayed with his work. He made sure that what they gave him worked. Today we don't have loyal people. Today, everybody wants his own. Everybody wants his own. 
when I had never had a crusade. They were telling you, I was carrying people to Reverend Tom's crusade. As God saw me carrying people to Reverend Tom's crusade, they said, you too, you will have some. A great man of God, I know, very great man of God. If I mention his name, all of you will know. He was saying, he was sharing the story of how he was selling the books of another man of God. You know that that's the thing about men of God. We we derive some inspiration from some people who are ahead of us, and they inspire us so much. Like Pastor Chris talked about Mauricio so much. He said those days he was looking up to him. Before Mauricio left, he went to see Pastor Chris. You know, the person he was looking up to now came to see him. You know, it's so beautiful. He, you have inspired us through the years and have now become somebody. It's such a beautiful thing. So, as I was listening to this man of God, he said he was selling the books. He's a very powerful man of God, but he was selling the books of Kenneth Hagin. He said anytime he reads a book, something is burning his heart. So, he wanted to go and sell. People should have the book. So, he said he was selling the book at the same price. No profit, not selling the book. He said, as he was selling, God says, as you have been a successful merchant of my servant's books, I will make you write books. Today, he has written more books than Kenneth Hagin. Loyal achiever. Loyalty is rare today. Rare today. Look, a loyal achiever will stand with his leader. This man stood with their king. A loyal achiever will stand with his leader. When everybody, see this, this report, everybody ran away. Everybody went. Everybody go. When everybody goes, it's your opportunity to shine. When everybody's going, don't join them. When everybody is, is not taking a certain line. I mean, like I was telling you about how people cancel God and all that. Do you know, when, when men are being fools, eh, they don't know. And the stupidity keeps going. God keeps watching them. Recently, you know, they've been doing this thing of the LGBT. They've said, that's the how they are. That's the how. You know what has now come? I'll show you the video maybe later. Now, what has now come is that they said people who sleep with children, they are fools. They said that pedophiles, some of them have child, what, what? I've seen the video. That some of them have child attraction. Jimmy. Child attraction. This world, this world, no. Our king should hurry up and come back. But before he comes, he waits for the precious fruit of the earth. We will do mighty things for our Lord. We will do mighty things for our king. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we will do mighty things for our king.